Good morning, everybody. Welcome to It's a Religion, the podcast that seeks to encourage you, to edify you, to build you up in your faith. If you have some, if you don't, we hope you find some soon, quickly. And um, I thank you for the opportunity to read through the Bible, which is what we're doing right now. We love God's word here, and we do believe it is the truth, the absolute truth, the one that... It, will always be true, will always ring true, will always uh, be shown to be true when you investigate it, because God is true. We There is a God who made all this, uh, and his son, Jesus the Christ, uh, created everything for their purpose, for his purpose, and uh, he wants a relationship with you, he loves you, he wants to save you, so that you may be with him someday for eternity which is a crazy thought but that's what the book says and that's what i believe and there's really our premise here is there's really only two ways in which this happened either was the way the bible describes it and probably not that long ago like around six thousand years ago or everything else and there are other religions that teach that there was a creator but but most of them are some form of something else and then the religion of evolution teaches that you came from a bowl of soup millions of years ago and uh really is one of the most ridiculous things i've ever heard in my life and yet millions of people walk around with faith in that religion every day and the fact that they uh try and hide it in scientificness is really uh, an even bigger joke and you know i was thinking about this too last night that you know everybody just trusts these guys because they have white coats on or they're supposed to be the smartest guys in the room and yet we see the same thing going on with covid uh you know mr fauci in the lockdown situation and I, at the end of the day i believe all that was about money and some people who really think that there are too many people on this earth and they want to kill half off half the population and think somehow we'd be better off and in that vein, I mean, you see all the issues they're having with this uh, vaccination, but yet our government is still trying to push it. You know, if, in the past, if you would have had more than like 10 adverse things, they would have said, nope, pulling that one off, that ain't happening. And now it's like they just, they don't care. They're blatantly being evil with this stuff. And it's just amazing to me that not enough people recognize that for what it is and go, time out, guys. Um, and it, it makes me sad to see all these people that walk around in such fear now because of the things that have gone on the last couple of years. I was at a meeting last night with a bunch of folks and a couple of people walk in with masks on. And I just shake my head. I'm going, really, people? Are you kidding me? So... I don't know. I don't know what you do. People are going to be people. So it is what it is. So I hope that you personally, if you're hearing this, have a blessed day. 
And I pray that you are encouraged if you uh, put your faith and trust in Christ. Be encouraged because you are in the right place. You are putting your faith where it goes and where it belongs. And uh, if you read the Bible, if you um, get around people who share your faith, who will encourage you in your faith, and all the stuff that's out there that's going to try and beat against that, all the evil that you see in the world that is trying to come against the Christian faith, it's okay. God knows. He's not surprised. And in the end, he's going to become victorious. And the darker it gets, the more brightly he's going to shine when that happens. And I believe that's why evil exists, because it just makes the light appear even greater uh, in the end. So... So there's a little Brett Eldridge for you. Love his Christmas album where he's got the uh, this stuff going on behind. Uh, I think it's called an orchestra, which is kind of funny for a guy that sings country music to have an orchestra playing behind him. So pretty interesting. So let's get into Genesis chapter 43. We're up to, oh my goodness, this is just rolling along. Can't believe we've been at this for a month and a half now. But the famine continued to ravage the land of Canaan. And when the grain they had brought from Egypt was almost gone, Jacob said to his sons, Go back and buy us a little more food. But Judah, the man, or, but Judah said, The man was serious when he warned us, You won't see my face again unless your brother is with you. If you send Benjamin with us, we will go down and buy more food. But if you don't let Benjamin go, we won't either. Remember, the man said, You won't see my face again unless your brother is with you. Why were you so cruel to me? Jacob moaned. Now, the guy's name is Israel at this point. Um, why did you tell him you had another brother? The man kept asking us questions about our family. They replied, He asked, Is your father still alive? Do you have a brother? So we answered his questions. How could we know he would say, bring your brother down here? Judah said to his father, send the boy with me and we will be on our way. Otherwise, we will all die of starvation anyway. And not only we, but you and our little ones. I personally guarantee his safety. You may hold me responsible if I don't bring him back to you. Then let me bear the blame forever. If we hadn't wasted all this time, we could have gone and returned twice by now. So their father, Israel, finally said to them, if it can't be avoided, then at least do this. Pack your bags with the best products of this land. Take them down to the man as gifts. Balm, honey, gum, or aromatic resin, pistachio nuts, and almonds. Also take double the money that was put back in your sacks, as it was probably someone's mistake. Then take your brother and go back to the man. May God Almighty give you mercy as you go before the man, so that he will release Simeon and let Benjamin return. But if I must lose my children, so be it. So the men packed Jacob's gifts and doubled the money and headed off with Benjamin. And they finally arrived in Egypt to pre and presented themselves to Joseph. When Joseph saw Benjamin with them, he said to the manager of his household, These men will eat with me this noon. Take them inside the palace. Then go slaughter an animal and prepare a big feast. So the man did as Joseph told him and took them into Joseph's palace. The brothers were terrified when they saw that this was being... That they were being taken into Joseph's house. It's because of the money someone put in our sacks the last time we were here, they said. He plans to pretend that we stole it. Then he will seize us and make us slaves and take our donkeys. The brothers approached the manager of Joseph's household and spoke to him. 
at the entrance of the palace. Sir, they said, we came to Egypt once before to buy food, but as we were returning home, we stopped for the night and opened our sacks, and we discovered that each man's money was there, the exact amount paid. Here it is. We have brought it back with us. We also have additional money to buy more food. We have no idea who put the money in our sacks. Relax, don't be afraid, the household manager told them. Your God, the God of your father, must have put this treasure into your sacks. I know I received your payment. Then he released Simeon and brought him out to them. The manager then led the men into Joseph's palace. They gave them He gave them the water to wash their feet and provide food for their donkeys. They were told they would be eating there, so they prepared the gifts for Joseph's arrival at noon. When Joseph came home, they gave him the gifts that they had brought him and bowed low to the ground before him. And after greeting them, he asked, How is your father, the old man you spoke about? Is he still alive? Yes, they replied, Our father, your servant, he is alive and well. They bowed low again. Then Joseph looked at his brother Benjamin, the son of his own mother. Is this your youngest brother, the one you told me about? Joseph asked. May God be gracious to you, my son. And Joseph hurried from the room because he was overcome with emotion for his brother. He went into the private room where he broke down and wept. After washing his face, he came back out, keeping himself under control. Then he ordered, bring out the food. The waiters served Joseph at his own table, and his brothers were served at a separate table. The Egyptians who ate with Joseph sat at their own table because Egyptians despised Hebrews and refused to eat with them. Joseph told each of his brothers where to sit, and to their amazement, he seated them according to age from oldest to to youngest, and Joseph filled their plates with food from his own table, giving Benjamin five times as much as he gave the others. So they feasted and drank freely with him. So interesting, after all this time and all the stuff that happened to him, he's sitting there having a feast with his brothers. Isn't that crazy to think about? But again, you know, what God, what we see as evil, what, what, you know, God even calls evil, right? I'm sure God God calls selling your own brother into slavery evil. That's not something anybody should do. And yet he used that to basically save the Israelite people during this famine and cause them to grow into a, a strong nation that then he saves from bondage and shows through their existence just the whole idea of sin, the, the bondage of sin that we're under, and the release that God brings through his miracles and through his power. And what an amazing thing that is. So, yeah, it's good to be uh, a Christian. It's good to be in faith toward God, folks. And it's good to have that comfort, to have that peace, that joy that comes from that. Uh, that knowing that you're created in God's image, that you have purpose, that you have meaning, that this life isn't meaningless. You know, when you put your faith and trust in evolution, what meaning do you have to this whole thing? There's nothing. So, and that makes me sad for those who do. So, Lord God Almighty, I pray that you encourage your people today, and I thank you that uh, I get to be one of them. I love you and praise you and thank you in Jesus' name. And uh, pray you all have a good day and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow.
It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Everywhere you go Take a look in the five and ten Glistening once again With candy canes and silver lanes of glow It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas